Welcome to Rewiring Health. This podcast is for those of you who have an eating disorder, chronic pain, or both. In this channel, we'll dive deep into inspirational stories of those who have healed from both and also get into the mind-body connection and how we can heal the mind through the body and also heal the body through the mind. Come and join me on this journey. another episode of Rewiring Health. I am very excited to be joined by Jenny Rismondo. She is a physical therapist, the owner of South Alabama Physiotherapy, and she specializes in treating uh, low back pain through alternative methods. So very excited about this conversation and welcome, Jenny. Hey, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here too. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we connected through our coaching program. What is it like a year and a half ago or so now? Like, it's, right. it's been yeah. a while. Yeah. yeah. It's just enjoying getting to know each other. And I love helping other people out. And so I'm just happy to be here to be able to help you and your listeners. Yeah, definitely. So today we're going to talk about everything chronic back pain, which something that I dealt with personally, and I know so many people deal with it. And a lot of people feel kind of lost. Like they've had this pain for so long and they're like kind of grasping at straws, you know, and a lot of times the traditional methods, medical methods don't work long-term to give relief. So in your experience, what have you found to be the biggest barriers of some people that you've treated? Well, as you know, me personally, having had experience with low back pain too, and I've dealt with it for many years, the, the, the barrier is not knowing the questions to ask when you go see somebody and and being afraid to ask questions. That's the one thing that I've noticed that seems to hold people back the most. They just don't really know what questions they need to be asking. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is, it seems like when you, when my patients are coming to see me, they just think that I know them at the, the answer to their back pain, just by me looking at them. Yes. <laughs> there's like, it's like, I'm here for back pain, fix it. And, and so there, there's, um, a lot of limiting, um, factors when it comes to that, that I have to break through the communication barrier. Yeah, absolutely. And you see that a lot also. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely completely. And I think the big thing is just, um, I would say just not advocating for ourselves. Like when, when you go and get medical care, it's like, sometimes it's so overwhelming what's going on or what they're looking at or what they're telling you, or there's a lot of negative information they give you. And then it's like, it almost you become paralyzed. And that's what I've seen with a lot of people I've worked with. They're like, I had all these questions and then I got there and it was like, I went blank. I couldn't, I couldn't think, you know, and, and I think that happens a lot. And then, and then they are just kind of lost. Like, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to see the doctor for months. What do I do? And it's, it's scary for a lot of people. Right. So, so when I have somebody come in to work with me, I, I have a whole list of questions that I ask them before they even come into their appointment. So they have a, a general idea of, oh, this is the information she's looking for that could help her figure it out. Yeah. And that seems to be a huge factor whenever they actually do, you know, that one little assignment is like seven questions. That's all I need is just the basic seven questions so that we can just get started Mm -hmm. trying to figure it out. Yeah. I love that because the big thing about pain is it's not one size fits all. It's not that, oh, you have pain at this section of your back. Okay. This is what we do. Pain is so individualized and there's so many approaches to take 
with it. So you really have to understand what you're going through and what has contributed to it. So that's, I love that. What are um, some of the things that you, you ask people when you're going through those prompts? So a lot of times I, I take it as far back as their childhood, um, just different like bicycle accidents of a lot of people here where I'm at, they, they, um, they had boating accidents or they, they water skied a lot. They took a lot of falls and learning how to ski. Um, for example, with me, I had a weird, crazy bicycle accident that was like, nobody else has ever had this happen. You know, I was bicycling pedaling uphill, standing up, and my pedal actually fell off, and so crashed, there I went, Um, so that was one of my factors, you know, so just weird things that people don't normally think about, Um, and even um, falling down the stairs as a kid, we don't think about that, but I know that happened with me a couple of times, so I mean, it's, it's not just oh, I was in a car accident or um, I was doing yard work. It's stuff that has happened throughout your entire lifetime that has made a big impact on your back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And do you see in in like people who report that, do you tend to see the fear around activity when, when people are reporting things like that? Yeah, for sure. There are several times like you know if they had an accident on the boat they're not gonna go out on the boat anymore because they're afraid that that's going to recreate their pain mm-hmm. um uh, and there are several people who just don't do activities whatsoever because it may hurt them so, like just um cleaning the house you know i've got so many people that avoid cleaning their house because they're afraid it's going to hurt them and if we just change a few little things they could still do those daily tasks that need to be done instead of sitting there letting it pile up and stressing you out more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it tends to snowball too. It's like you, you're fearful of things, you don't do anything. And then we all, you know, we know that in, immobility and not moving are probably the worst things you can do for back pain. And yep. then sitting there all day is only going to make things worse. And then you fixate on the pain and then it gets worse and, and it is, yeah. it becomes a vicious cycle. So having those right tools to break that cycle is. Yeah. Key. And something else that just kind of popped into my head too, is like when they come in to see somebody for therapy and they get some relief, all of a sudden they go out and do all this stuff that they haven't been able to do, which triggers their pain to come right back because they jumped in too fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And, and I can imagine, you know, like when you have, you know, having gone through back pain, I, I was that person too. I'd be like, let me get back into everything. And then you would have that regret and then you're back. It's kind of like a flip-flop and it really was about getting to learn yourself and your body and what pace to go at. And also having someone that you trust that can help guide you in that as well. So having that guidance is crucial. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And, and a lot of times someone outside of your situation can see things more objectively than if, when you're living in it, you tend to just get fixated and and ruminate on all the things that aren't going well, versus when you have somebody who's not living with that pain day in and day out, they can see things more clearly. So that it's, it's such a benefit to have somebody to guide you in that. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's amazing that, that having, like you said, 
that outside person mm-hmm. um, because they, some things that you don't realize you're even doing, or maybe the, the, the situation that you're in is not as bad as what you think it is mm-hmm. as soon as you get a little bit of perspective on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And I know you have incorporated yoga into your studio and you have done alternative methods of helping people with back pain. Do you mind just sharing what some of those are and, and how they've been effective? Yeah, absolutely. So part of it, of what I've incorporated here at my, at my clinic is like you said, I have a yoga studio upstairs. Um, so with yoga, the whole concept is um, learning your body and learning yourself, knowing your limitations and your, um, uh, your, 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 ex- your expectations and to be able to control that. So breath work is a lot of what's involved in yoga and uh, being able to center and present yourself in the, in the current moment versus having all this mind chatter that's going on that's pulling you in multiple different directions if you are able to just focus on just your simple breath which you know we all do it every day we have to have it to live if you just go back to the simple inhalation breathing in and breathing out and feeling the flow of that breath through your body i've had people that i've just shown that simple uh, belly breath And their pain has gone down from a nine out of 10, which we all talk about the pain all the way down to a two. And all I did was have them take in three breaths while they were in office. And it was, you know, life-changing for them to have that realization that they could control a lot of their pain by, by centering themselves on their breath. Yeah. So that's, that's just one aspect of the things that I do that are you know, quote unquote, alternative that the traditional medical model doesn't really focus on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's so breath. I'm a huge advocate for breath too. It is such a powerful tool. And when we're not in a good place, we change our exercise, we change our diet, but we breathe 20,000 times a day. And if we don't change our breath and bring awareness to it, we're missing a huge piece in healing. And, And Breath is that transition between that stressed out nervous system to one of more of a relaxation restoration state. It's it's such a key part. Yeah. Yeah. And if you think about your, your breath is, it's what brings the oxygen into our bodies and, you know, all of our um, cells need that oxygen to be able to thrive. And if you're not breathing properly, it can't get the fuel it needs. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's just, it's so so basic. It just, it's kind of like that, that hits you on the head. Like, why am I not focusing on this sooner? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think it goes back to, to having that outsider perspective of someone who can say, you know, have you, have you done this? You know, like, let's focus on this because when someone's experiencing back pain, I've gone through this and you probably can relate. It's, you don't think clearly you are just the pain just takes over your, your mind. And it really blocks kind of like that rational thought solution aspect of things. So you can't think clearly and even how to help yourself in that moment. So that's why it's so important to have someone guide you in that, which is such a key. Yeah. As far as some of the other like alternative methods that you've seen work, do you mind sharing just a few others that you implement? Yeah. So um, I went through a whole fellowship training, um, which is above and beyond the normal physical therapy school. And so part of what I'm using with my um, alternative methods is uh, spinal manipulation and what they call dry needling, which 
you know, that's a buzzword that's going around right now. And a, a lot of people may have had some sort of training in dry needling, but um, they don't always get everything. And so if you think of having the whole body system involved in that dry needling and not just one specific technique, I'm using everything, throwing it at it. So that way I could get the ultimate results for my patients. Um, and then something else that I have just recently started adding is um, laser therapy, which is there, you know, there's, that's another new trend, but it seems to be working really well. And um, knowing how to use that and implement it with all the other things, the breathing, the strengthening, the range of motion, the, the movement and restoring your movement patterns, every, everything that I'm doing is all working together and it's not one um, cookie cutter per person. Does that make sense? It's just, totally. yeah. yeah. So it's like, I can't do the, this one treatment for everybody that walks in and it's going to work. I have to make sure that it's customized for their specific needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, how you highlighted that, that there there's an, um, a, an approach that involves a lot of different systems and aspects looking at that and incorporating that. And because again, you can have somebody who presents very similarly and you can have one aspect that works great with them. And then the other person, it just doesn't work at all. And, and that's, that's why it's so important to, it's like, it's almost like uh, that curiosity, like let's figure out what works for you specifically. So implementing different methods and figuring that out is so beneficial get to the root cause and, and provide long lasting results. Right. You know, it seems like everybody could just get to the the quick pain relief, but what's really going to last and what's going to help you prevent this from happening further or worsening in the future. So it's, it's not just getting that immediate pain under control. It's, it's changing multiple factors throughout their whole progression. It's that way that they could live the rest of their life with the way that they really want to be able to live it. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I think unfortunately, and speak on this for sure, because I'm sure you've seen this, that a lot of times people with chronic pain get things that mask the pain and just suppress the symptoms, but never actually address the root cause of it. And then of course that's going to perpetuate the frustration, the cycle of uh, short-term relief, but long-term immobility, long-term pain, and, and it's just a vicious cycle for many people. Have you seen that as well? Oh yeah, for sure. Like that, they get the quick fixes from, you know, the, the, the drugstore, even from their doctor or from their best friend. And it does, it helps eliminate the pain immediately so they can get some kind of relief. And there is a point and a place where we have to have those, but beyond that, once you get over that immediate, you know, acute pain that, that you've got to figure out the root cause and do all the, the different techniques, if you will, so that you could resolve the ultimate problem. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And it just goes back to like that integrative approach using, using a lot of different methods. And, and just like you said, there is a time and a place for medications, but if you're not combining that with things that actually are getting at the root cause and using that pain-free moment to actually go through some of those things and you're missing a huge chunk of it. Yeah. And I found a lot of people that are coming to the yoga classes, they, they are actually getting a lot of benefit just from having yoga, not coming to the physical therapy side. Mm-hmm. They're coming in to the yoga studio for chronic pain. 
Mm-hmm. And once they start getting the movement and they're focusing on the meditation and the breath work and the flexibility, the core strengthening that is all involved there, they're getting relief too. So it's like, like you said earlier, it's not just one, you've got to have physical therapy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always, that's not always the answer. I've had many people come through the studio who, you know, that for, for whatever reason, they don't want to have physical therapy. Maybe they tried it and it didn't work they're coming in getting some kind of relief through their own you know mechanism of yoga. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's a it's a great point to highlight too because it is again it's not just going one path and and unfortunately I think a lot of times it is like this regimen that people go through when they have chronic pain and it's not it shouldn't be like that. And there also shouldn't be the expectation that if you don't get relief in one method, you're not a failure. It's just not the right method for you. And I think that's right. the, the big thing that kind of gets missed that people kind of take the blame when they are not healed from something. It just literally may be the wrong approach for you. And you you may notice that with patients who come to see you in your past, Mm -hmm. um, that they've tried physical therapy before and they say it doesn't work. Well, Mm -hmm. it's not that physical therapy doesn't work. It's that person that worked with you wasn't the right person to help you. Yes. It's just the way it is. There's good, there, there's, there's a variety of different approaches, even in, you know, the medical doctors, the chiropractors, the acupuncturists, there, there are so many different perspectives that if you don't find the one that fits you and you try it just one time, mm-hmm. you're giving up on a solution that's out there because there could be another provider who's able to help guide you the, the way that your body needs. Yes. That's such a good point. And it, it is true. I think there is that kind of common and I hate this phrase, but failed physical therapy, you hear that getting thrown around a lot, but it is true. You have to be with someone who you resonate with, who you fit with and who it goes at it from an approach that's going to work for you. Because again, there are many, many styles, many different trainings. Everyone has different backgrounds in physical therapy, and it is literally not a one size fits all. And, and to understand that, that you have to have someone who resonates you. It's just like, if you go to psychologists and you're like, I don't fit with this person, you go to find another one that you can open up with and trust. And it's the same thing in physical therapy. If you don't fit with somebody and they're not helping you go on to somebody else, don't stay with that person. Yeah. It's doing you a disservice and it's doing them a disservice because, Mm -hmm. you know, they feel defeated just as much Mm -hmm. as you feel defeated that they're not able to help you. And it's just, it's just, they're not the right person for you. And that's okay. Yeah. Nobody's feelings are going to be hurt by saying you're not the right person for me. I need to try a different Avenue. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone, everybody comes from a different perspective. I mean, there are people who come in from like a neurological perspective an orthopedic perspective. If you've worked with chronic pain and that's, that's your niche, you're coming out with a different perspective than somebody who maybe is an elite athlete. So it's, it's very, there's a big range of skills that are available. So absolutely going and finding the person that fits you is, is key to that. hundred percent. You can't just expect that anybody off the street is going to be able to help you. It's, it's, it's a process Mm -hmm. and you have to go through that, those steps to find the right person. Yeah. Oh, I definitely, one thing I see, I've seen and I just want to kind of ask you about it is that I've seen a lot of people who have chronic pain and chronic back pain. They almost 
don't believe that they could ever achieve healing or feel like it will work for everyone else, but it won't work for me. Have you seen that? And how do you help somebody kind of get past that if you've seen it before? Yeah, that, that happens a lot. We, um, it's, it's like a mind block or a mental block where we shut off any um, hope or any expectations to get some kind of relief. And so a lot of times, if you could just find even the simplest of movements that, that you're able to do and celebrate those, those small movements or small accomplishments, making a huge deal out of something really teeny tiny will help to break that barrier, that mental shutoff that you have so that you can actually kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel, that there's a glimpse, there's a little ray of hope that's still there that, Hey, this might actually work. And you celebrate each and every little, little baby step, because that's what they are. They're tiny, teeny, tiny little baby steps to be able to reach to that ultimate goal of not having this chronic debilitating pain. Mm -hmm. It's it's like you said earlier, changing um, perspective, getting a different look on it versus the same gray glasses, keeping you covered so that you can't see what's actually out there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I really like how you highlighted highlighting those small steps and it really is all about that, you know, celebrating that and allowing yourself to gain that momentum. And there's a quote that I love. It says, momentum follows action. So once you take that action, now you start getting a foothold and now you get another foothold and that's where it happens. It's not going to be those overnight, you know, quick fixes. It's those consistent little things that you do. Yeah. And, and what it may seem ridiculous to some people, but like when, when I have those breakthroughs with people, I mean, we're high five and we're getting excited Mm -hmm. that we actually did something even if it was like, you know, picking up a spoon, <laughs> you know? Yeah. We're like, yeah, we did yeah. it. Exactly. You, you've got to, because I mean, if you don't, it's, it's like, you kind of go through this whole, like, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, so any celebration that you have, you've got to make it a big deal. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it just helps rewire your brain too, because now you can be grateful for that that success rather than focusing on what is not present yet or what you haven't done yet. So it is just that shift, which is amazing. And and you just said that having that, that uh, moment of gratitude that kind of pulls me back and I I can't help it, but I keep going back to, to teaching yoga because I've been thrown into teaching yoga and I've been absolutely loving it. Mm -hmm. And at the end of class, um, every, every end of class, we, we, after we have our final resting post called Shavasana, Mm-hmm. We take a moment and we either turn on our sides or we just lay there, you know, eyes closed. Mm-hmm. And we have a moment of just gratitude for, you know, for showing up, for being present, for listening to our bodies, for breathing together. And in that moment, even if it's only 30 seconds of just having a, a moment to think about, wow, I just did that. Mm-hmm. And I showed up, even if I didn't get do as good as what I thought, I still, I showed up that has made a huge impact, not only on me, but the students that come to take the class. Mm-hmm. 30 yeah. seconds, a 30 yeah. second moment of gratitude. It does. And it, it really does. I mean, I think gratitude gets thrown around, around a lot, but it truly does work. It absolutely does. And, and I think sometimes people think that gratitude has to be this big overarching thing. It is those little things that you can be grateful for. And that's what helps you allow you to shift the focus. So I like how you say, it's just, it's literally 30 seconds. I mean, think about 30 seconds, how quick that goes when you scroll through your phone, right. you know, right. like take yeah. that time and be grateful for just something, even, even if it's small. 
Yeah. Just showing up. I mean, like sometimes I'm like, man, I'm glad I showed up tonight. <laughs> no, it's true. I made it to my appointment today. No, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's all that matters is mm-hmm. that's something that you could be grateful for. Yep, exactly. And and uh, uh, adding on to that, you're showing up for yourself. You know, you're you're yeah. investing in yourself, and what a great thing to be grateful for that you are doing something for yourself. So, I love that. Kind that's of going. Cool. Oh, sorry. Good. No, I'm just like, yes, it's so cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love that. Yeah. And going off of that, talking about like self-care and things we can do for ourselves. Do you have like a self-care component that you do on a daily basis or something that you teach people to do? And do you mind talking about that? Oh, I don't mind talking about it all. And yes, self-care is, uh, is vital. Um, I've learned since being a business owner myself that I have to have self-care. Otherwise I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. Your life just gets pulled in so many different directions, um, more than what you thought was even possible. So for, for me, my self-care is um, I have a daily devotional time every morning, um, whether I'm actually like reading the Bible or just sitting there, you know, being in the moment, speaking with God. Um, so I do that every day, every morning. I also, um, I, I have meditation that I do and that is just working and focusing on breath work, like what we talked about earlier. And I exercise every day, no matter what I do some form of exercise. If I don't feel like doing anything, I just go walk. Because mm-hmm. yeah. that's so easy. There's no reason for me not to go walk. Mm-hmm. Um, the yoga component, I'm 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 practicing yoga at least three days a week for an hour each time. And then um, I'm like all this self-care stuff that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I take vitamins and supplements to help me with uh, my mindset, my mood, my motivation. There, there's those supplements. Um, I also take a gut health supplement to help me. Um so that is my daily care. I drink water. I drink at least a half a gallon, if not a full gallon of water every day. And, um, and then my last self-care doesn't come often enough. And I, that's, that's another goal for me is I treat myself to a full body massage once a month, whether I want to or not. And believe me, I want to every time. <laughs> and now I'm like, I want to, I want to have that in my yeah. life more frequently, but that's what I'm doing. And I've been, I've been doing all those components of self-care for probably a a year to year and a half now, Mm -hmm. uh, solid without fail. And, um, having that has helped my, my mental as well as my physical presence. Yeah, absolutely. Those are game changers. It sounds like a lot and it is a lot, but if I don't do it, if I skip out on like one of those components the next day, or even that night, I don't sleep nearly as well. The next day, I'm just, I'm not as um, mentally aware. My body feels sluggish. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've noticed that if, if I, if I take the time and it doesn't really take that much time Mm -hmm. to, to have that self-care, it could be, um, giving up a TV show, you know, cause so many people just sit on the couch and in the evenings when they come home and they, you know, veg out to, to watch some program that doesn't matter anyway, <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's so simple to, to be able to give yourself some way, shape or form of self-care. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the big thing is you can't show up for other people if you don't show up for yourself first. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's and, the big thing. Yeah. And that, that's the other thing. If, if I don't show up for myself, I'm, I'm telling everybody all day long, I sucked yesterday. I did not show up for myself. And yeah. you know, they're like, oh, you got it today. And everybody kind of like rallies behind you. And so you're like, yeah, I showed up for myself today. Yeah. So just, you know, telling people, even if it doesn't matter who you tell, you know, the person who's in front of you. So, you know what? I didn't show up for myself, but I am today, you know, I'm here. Yeah. And that's a great point too, because when we expect perfection, we're only going to come down on ourselves. So there will be days that it's hard to do that. And sometimes yeah. you won't be able to do it fully, but that's being human. So giving yourself some yeah. grace and then jumping back on the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, yeah. don't feel like you have to be all in to be able to make change happen. Even if you just put your toe in, sometimes that's enough. That's it. Exactly. Just do the, sometimes do the smallest thing. And then sometimes you, it just becomes a catalyst, but just move the smallest step forward that you can take. That's really the big thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and, and I don't remember who I learned this from. Um, I want to say it may have been an ex-Marine that I listened to on somebody's show at some point, or maybe they wrote a book. I don't really remember, but the smallest thing that, you know, like making yourself feel like you've accomplished something was just making my bed. Uh (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I remember hearing that. I don't know how many years ago, but it, it's so simple that how could, how could just making your bed every day be that big of a difference? But that's the, that's the, the, the catalyst, like you said, that motivation, like I just, I just made my bed. Okay. Yeah. I can get on for this day now. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like the cue, you know, for things happening. I think they talk about like atomic habits talks about that too, where you stack it, like you start with your bed and then you, then next you're, you know, whatever meditating, whatever it is. And then, but if that's all it takes just to start with your bed and then it, kind of becomes a sequence of, of events after that. Yeah, it was funny. I, when I read that book, I remember I was like, I've been doing that for a long time. Yes, yeah, I'm doing great. Right? It kind of confirms yeah. what you've been doing. Yeah, it's so I'm like, that makes so much sense. Yeah. yeah, but it just makes you feel like it's manageable. Like, because the last thing you want is resistance when you're trying to help yourself. You want to feel like, right. I enjoy this. I don't I don't want to not do it. And, and that's yeah. the big thing. So if you feel like you're, this feels like another job, it means you're probably doing too much for right. your self-care. So yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a big thing in just how it feels. It has to resonate with you. It definitely does. And like you said earlier, you stack it like yeah. that like the book, Atomic Habits, just stack them. And then it just, it just propels you and gives you that much more energy to be able to do that self-care. Yeah. It makes such a difference. And, and kind of reading that it was like, it's almost mind blowing because I feel like for so many things, you're bombarded with all this stuff you're supposed to do. So it gets overwhelming yeah. and then you do none of it. Whereas that really puts into perspective that just do the smallest thing. That's all you got to do. And then it goes from there. And you know what? Your bed doesn't have to be made up perfectly. You can just throw the sheets up and your bed's made. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) You don't have to have all the pillows perfectly placed and all that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) We start dumping some pillows off of there. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, Jenny, kind of wrapping up here, if someone wanted to connect with you, work with you, how can they find you? Yeah, so if they wanted to, to just go to my website and it's www.succeedwithpt.com. I have a whole bunch of different links there. There's there's email, there's my Facebook, the Instagram that you could connect with me any way, shape or form just through that website. 
Perfect. And I'll put that in the show notes for anyone listening. So, well, thank you, Jenny. This has been awesome. I love this conversation. I feel like we could talk much more about all this, but thank you for your insight, your value and everything you brought tonight. Great. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah. Thank you for spending your precious time to listen to this episode of Rewiring Health. My mission is to inspire hope and healing through science-backed practices. If you found value to this, please share with three people and leave a review. By doing so, this message can be spread to those who need to hear it most. Also, to get updates on the most recent episodes, please subscribe to the channel. Thank you so much for being part of this community, and I am forever grateful for you.